Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is September the 4th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good. Relaxing on this Labor Day. Hopefully, you know, you're in the same kind of situation. You're relaxing, you're cool. If you did have to work today, hopefully you're making some extra pay. We'd love to see that. And if not, then damn, tomato, tomato on the establishment for doing you dirty like that. Uh, I've definitely had some jobs where I did not get paid, uh, you know, like an overtime rate or anything like that. And I, I, I hate it. Not to mention that, like, no matter what the rate is, it's still not worth, it's not fair, but like, you know what I mean. You should be at least get, get a little incentive. Please give me something, please. Uh, but yeah, hopefully you're having a good one. Hopefully the vibes are nice and tight. Uh, let's see. I feel like I haven't talked about enough food, about my eats. Uh, I may or may not have mentioned some ramen. Uh, it was yummy. If I didn't, uh, it was good. Uh, Bulldog, uh, the, like the spicy ramen. So get that if you haven't. Uh, let's see. But not the spiciest. I, I got to stress that. Not the 2x spicy. Uh, that might be too much. It was too much for me, and I'm a spicy guy. So, you know, <laughs> with caution. Proceed. Uh, let's see. But the other day I had a waffle, chicken and waffles, which is, you know, become a house staple from Wa. Really enjoying that on like a weekly basis. Uh, but I added a uh, bacon grilled cheese sandwich. And then I did some like cheesy potatoes on the side. So yeah, it worked out. It was really yummy. Uh, so yeah, things have been going well in the food corner. Though, um, you know, times are tight right now. Things are lean. I've been like, like fantasizing about um, sour candy, like a lot. Like I, I walked through the um, convenience. Like, well, I was at a gas station to get some beer, and I was just like, just, just reminiscing on what it was like to have a sour patch kid. <laughs> I was like, you know, you could buy them. You could just get some. And I'm like, uh, the way your budget set up, that phew, this beer is kind of your last big purchase of the week till Friday. <laughs> But no, I mean, hey, it's good. Thank you, thank you, Milwaukee. Uh, you know, you're the only you're the only candy I need. <laughs> no, that's not true. I need more. I need, I'm a candy monster. Uh, let's see here. Uh, that's enough of the personal news, though. Like I said, we've been chilling. We're we're doing good. We're hanging in. I'm gonna do my usual classic startup, and then we'll get into some news. From CNN, Zelensky replaces Ukrainian defense minister, citing need for new approaches. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has fired his defense minister, citing the need for new approaches as the war with Russia enters its 19th month. This week, Parliament will be asked to make a personal decision. I have decided to replace the minister of defense of Ukraine, Oleski Reznikov, 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 we'll go with that. Um, Oleski Reznikov has gone through more than 550 days of full-scale war. 
the president nominated Rustem Umarov, the former People's Deputy of Ukraine, to become the new defense minister. Uh, let's see here. I'll keep reading a little bit more here. Uh, Vernkovna Rada, legislator of Ukraine, knows this person well. And Mr. Umarov does not need any additional introductions. I expect Parliament to support this candidate. So this shakeup is kind of on trend with what we were talking about before in terms of um, in a previous episode where Zelensky has been rooting out corruption. Uh, it, you know, it's become a known thing that literally uh, in the um, army department where they drastically need people, um, you know, recruitments as low as it can be, you, you know, we've already done this like necessary drafting. So. Um, you know, there were people who were bribing officials who were, you know, greasing the wheels so that they could get out of the country so that they could not fight in the war. And there's been some blowback over that. And it's kind of alluded to that the Reznikov resignation looks like of that nature that like even though he wasn't directly involved, he's kind of caught some damage there, a little bit of um, area effect, AOE, if you will. So, you know. Let's just get some fresh faces in here. Let's switch off with someone like Umarov, who is, um, you know, someone they can, you know, they, he has a good resume for it. Um, he's been doing other things, other governmental roles, as well as uh, Reznikov. He was also known for kind of doing that when he switched to become defense minister. Um, so it's like, okay, cool. This guy can juggle a lot of balls. He's, he's really good at being diplomatic. So, yeah, let's have him in, in this position. Um... So, yeah, I mean, as of, you know, what's going to happen with Reznikov, I don't think anything negative. I don't know if he's still going to be, you know, working, you know, with Ukraine and, you know, in government doing something else. I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, that's just a bit of the lay of the land there. Uh, let's see. In terms of, like, what's going on on the offensive, the counter offensive is going. I haven't really heard anything outside of drones, drones, drones. At this point, it's really been a lot of drones on both sides. Uh, Ukraine is, you, you know, continuously now pushing further, deeper into Russia. Uh, but at the same time, I haven't heard anything like a casualties or anything like that. So it's, it's more like they're just doing like damage to buildings and, and maybe like, you know, planes or, you know, aircraft. So, uh, but meanwhile, on the other side, Russia is doing the same thing in terms of drone strikes. Just, you know, usually there is a, you know, death or death attached to that. So... Uh, yeah, that's kind of the, the front as it is. Uh, we can kind of leave it for now. Uh, let's see here from CBS News. Louisiana's Tiger, fire, Tiger Island fire ruled arson, officials say. The largest wildfire in Louisiana state history has been determined to have been arson caused, state officials said on Saturday. Louisiana Department of Agriculture and Forestry reported uh, sun, oh, sorry, on Saturday, that it is asking for the public's help in finding a suspect in the Tiger Island fire. No details were provided on exactly how investigators believe the blaze started. Now, this was a, I mean, I've, we've done a lot of fire talk. Uh, a lot of it's been, you know, in Maui, let's see, Canada. Uh, we've been all over the place with it. But I did miss this fire that took place on August the 2nd. Uh, let's see. The Tiger Island fire, which broke in southwestern Louisiana's Beauregard Parish, 
has so far burned 48.43 square miles and damaged or destroyed at least 20 homes and structures. It remains only 50% contained. So, I mean, it's very unfortunate because, I mean, we talk about all these things and, you know, there's a lot of circumstances. These are natural causing wildfires sometimes, uh, you know, which leads you to be like, well, I mean, yeah, we're saying natural, but then, you know, go on the tangent about like global warming and things of that nature. But when it literally is man-made that like someone is saying, oh, I just, I'm a firebug and I want to see a fire and I don't care what happens. I just want to see something burn. Um... To, to have that kind of, like, narcissism is kind of crazy to me. Um, I remember being a kid. I used to really like fire. One of my weird little pastimes, I would um, sit in the bathroom, you know, doing my little business, and um, I would just get bored. And, and this is before the age of cell phones, so maybe there's that. Maybe the internet did do some things for us, okay? Uh, because what I would do when I was bored is um at some point we would have like we had like a candle lighter you know like powering out you have some candles so i would light a candle and i would like take tissue paper and light it on fire and since i'm so close to the sink i could just like ah you know put it in the sink whatever and that was like my my fire like my fascination with fire but I, thinking back on it it's like i say you could have started a fire in your bathroom and that would have been so stupid that would have been so fucking dumb um so the fact that there are people out there that just have evolved on that fascination of just love of fire, whatever, like, come on, dude, like the people's lives are at stake, not to mention the literal environment itself is at stake. Like you're doing things that potentially like nature doesn't recover from, you know, yes, there are natural causing wildfires. They do have like, you know, potential uses in terms of like, hey, you know, burns out some stuff and then there's new growth that's, and that's good for the environment. But just starting a random just happenstance fire, no, that is bad. Don't do that. Fuck you. That's disgusting. That's disturbing. It's fucked up. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I do hope they get this motherfucker. I hope that, uh, you know, they get got because fire burns, babe. All right. Uh, on to the next thing. From the Los Angeles Times. I uh, will say on this one, you might get paywalled if you want to look it up. But, you know, it is a story. It's not too long. A uh, boy was dressed for gym, so he was told to run, family says. He died amid triple-digit heat. Uh, usually, though, I, I before I keep going here, uh, you do get paywalled, quote-unquote, but like you just have to give him your email. And if you don't want to give him your email, that's obviously annoying. So, yeah, just want to say that. <laughs> A 12-year-old Lake Elsnoir? Elsnoir. God damn it. A 12-year-old Lake Elsnoir boy died this week after collapsing during PE class during a heat wave. Joshua Robinson, a student at Canyon Lake Middle School, died Tuesday after collapsing while participating in physical education class during uh, triple-digit temperatures, the Riverside County Sheriff's Department confirmed. Amara Plummer, told NBC Los Angeles that her nephew wasn't dressed appropriately for gym class and as a result was told to run. He was reaching out to the teacher saying he needed some water. He said he couldn't breathe. He was telling the kids this. Um, so I, I, now I've been in gym class before and usually I remember for me when I didn't come in like dressed for gym class like for some reason i couldn't I, I didn't have my clothes i forgot to bring them home from washington whatever 
or bring him to school from watching him. Um, you know, you would have to sit out, but you like you took a demerit, if you will. Like there was some kind of like you like you can't do that. Like you would you would get a mark against you, and you know that's frowned upon. You know, don't do that again. Make sure you get your clothes. Make you know you got to have your gym clothes. Um, I've heard of like weird side punishments where like you have to sit out, but you have to do some like tedious dumb work or some kind of like aid work, and if you will. Once again, maybe you do get into merit, some kind of thing like that. But to like have to run in in your clothes that aren't gym clothes, that seems counterintuitive from the jump. Just already from the jump, you're just being mean at that point. Like you're just like, oh, you didn't wear your gym clothes. You think you're gonna get out of gym? No, you're gonna run laps all day. And that just doesn't make sense to me because once again, the gym clothes are so that you don't mess up your clothes for the rest of your day at school. You don't mess up your 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 clothing that you wore. Um, so that's, that's odd to me that that was the punishment that was doled out from the get-go. Um, there's really not too many details in terms of, you know, the teacher, what was said, you know, what happened outside of, um, what, um, I believe the aunt, um, says, you know, here in, in the GoFundMe, Go uh, Plumber, I'm sorry. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely an unfortunate circumstance. I think it's extremely fucked up. Uh, I don't know what was motivating the gym teacher there outside of just just petty malice you know what i mean um i I really would like to get an update on this story um just to see you know if the school's gonna do anything (laughs) yeah but i don't know i kind of highly doubt it um let's see here there is a statement that i think they put out um yeah lake elsinore unified school district confirmed robinson's death in a statement adding that grief counseling and resources were available to students and staff in this difficult moment we are deeply saddened to confirm the passing of one of our students due to a medical emergency on one of our campuses uh the statement said our hearts are with the family, friends, and our school community. Yeah, I mean, he went into cardiac arrest because he didn't have water. He wasn't, like, in proper, you know, attire for this kind of heat and this kind of, like, you know, activity. And he died. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a fun way to word it. That's nice and light. Very political. Very, very safe. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's fucked up. Um, uh, there's this kind of bravado that I think kind of comes with like, oh, well, kids are really sturdy and they're really durable and like, yeah, they might whine and cry a lot, but they can take it. But it's like they're kids. You know what I mean? Like when you're young, when you're old, you have to be very careful. You know, your body is not, not processing the same way as a normal adult, an average, you know, working adult body that it's just not the same. And you need to be aware of that. You need to be understanding. Don't do the whole back in my day bullshit. Like, come on. I I just, I, I don't get what the punishment was for, why it was doled out like that. Um, and then, like I said, that you don't just see the signs here and you say, oh, stop, kid. You, okay, we've done enough. You ran a few laps. Hey, remember to put your, your bring your clothes. Uh, that, that, I just don't, I, I, that's why I want more answers here. Like, this just feels like I'm missing something because this is just really fucked up. And I haven't heard too much um, outside of what I've gotten from Los Angeles Times. So, so yeah. All right. We got one more thing to go. Um, we're actually sticking with the heat, um, which makes sense. It's still fucking hot. Uh, and that's the thing. I was really hoping, like, last week it cooled down a bit, but, man, we are back to the heat. I've been sweating all weekend. It's Monday. We're still sweating. Whew. 
I know it's September, but yeah, to me, it's not fall till like we get to like maybe mid to end of September. And then we're really like, okay, we're getting nice and crisp. It's cool out. That That's when it's the real good times. All right. Speaking of good times, I'm going to take my last break. And then, yeah, we'll, we'll do this. We'll finish this thing. Ooh, sorry for the squeaks. Oh, yeah. Ugh. All right. Um, our last article is from ABC News. Minnesota prison reaches resolution with inmates who refuse to return to their cells in heat wave. Now, I got to say, most of my, my prison stories that I talk about are highly negative. They bum me out. They make me upset. They make me really mad and angry at the system. Don't get me wrong. This doesn't change or alleviate any of that. But this is a dub. This was a really cool out of nowhere dub that just landed on me and I wanted to talk about it. A Minnesota prison has resolved without incident a situation involving about 100 inmates in one housing unit who would not return to their cells Sunday in what one former inmate there called an act of self-preservation amid highly dangerous temperatures in the region. The situation was calm, peaceful, and stable throughout the day, a Department of Corrections spokesperson said in a statement, adding that incarcerated individuals in the unit indicated d- dissatisfaction because the understaffed facility had to limit inmates' time out of their cells. Now, in this situation, essentially people were like stuck in prison cells um, just with no AC, you couldn't have a shower and you weren't even allowed out because they didn't have a staff. It wasn't because there was like there any like violent activity had taken place. There wasn't any rioting, anything like that. This was simply, oh, we do not have the staff. And so for safety reasons, you guys have to stay in here and literally melt and boil alive. And they said, no, we can't. We literally cannot do this. And they literally like just formed more or less on the spot. Um, you know, a group of uh, like 100 people saying like, no, we can't. Like, you guys have to work with us and give us water, allow us to have like some showering conditions. Like, look, we are not wiling out here. Like, we are willing to sit here and talk to you guys and negotiate, but we are not going to go back into our cells until this is okay. And, you know, until like our demands are met. And just this kind of like on the spot kind of mobilization paired with people like because they reached out to people saying like, look, the, the situations are really bad like here. And so families, you know, of people like, you know, tied to like organizations and the groups, um, you know, they formed together and they started petitioning, they started protesting and stuff. And, um, you know, some change actually happened here for these inmates. And I was just really fucking happy to see that happen. Um, granted, I mean, this isn't like earth shattering, game changing shit, but um, it's big. It's, it's important. It's relevant. Uh, let's see. The department confirmed that the inmates have been in lockdown status because of the holiday weekend, meaning that they are kept in their cells with limited access facility-wide to out-of-cell time for showers, phone use, and recreation. 
The facility remains on lockdown and all inmates have been returned to their cells. So, like, that kind of situation is not humane. It's just not realistic. And I I have to remind people that that is not what prison is for. Like, that is not what the punishment part about this is for. Like, you have to be treating people as humans. The punishment is that you are put into a jail cell for X amount of time. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean that you are treated like you are less than a human being. That, like, you aren't deserved air conditioning yet again that is some weird like machismo style old world bullshit that we pull out where it's like oh like you like it's just a little heat like especially in these days like we are hitting high temperatures where it's like no dude it's not just a little bit of heat you could die and and it's always been like that you could always die from heat (laughs) like that that kind of shit is weird i I never like like that whole throw throw some dirt on it mentality like get the fuck out of here man (laughs) like i'm not uncomfortable i'm dying like these are things that you got to take into account and um i know what is it Stillwater prison uh i don't want to say it's a notorious prison but i I do feel like i've heard the name before um so you know i I feel like it's like a you know prison of at least some renown but um like you can't just keep crying budget like oh we just don't have the budget concerns um a, a big thing for me growing up was uh watching a lot of like prison shows a lot of like documents and stuff like that and I, I i always remember especially like when i would listen to like some of the southern prisons is a bit of a tangent but like they would mention that when they would talk about these prisons how like oh yeah these prisons haven't been updated since like you know the early 1900s or like 1960 whatever like it's been long ass fucking time since these prisons have been updated so like yeah like there's no ac throughout all the units these are like um like the only thing we've really updated or some places they haven't even updated the doors like so it's like uh, okay like that that's not a good thing that's that's a bad like you you would think this is something that you would want to improve upon right this is a prison but um a lot of times if they're not a private like kind of situation that that's not afforded to them the government is not actually doling out the money um and maybe they should at least for the uh humane part you know what you know what i fucking mean that that's what should i really care about i'm not trying to sit here and make this a robo prison i just want to see people at least have you know the essentials the things that they need to survive you should have water you should be able to take a shower you should have air conditioning shit and this is me saying this is a person who doesn't have good air conditioning like you know outside of the penitentiary okay god damn it uh, so yeah, I mean, that, that's really it. I think that's all I have for today. It's actually pretty light work. Um, hopefully you're having a good Labor Day. Hopefully you're getting that lasagna. Um, hopefully it's a really good day for you. Uh, I do have to show real quick, you know, I mean, sorry, I gotta do it. Uh, patreon.com slash Isaiah News. If you'd like to become a newsie, I will dub thee. And, uh, I shout you out at the top of the month. I say your name. I plug a project you're on. You know, it's good networking. Think about it. Uh, let's see, uh, three ways to hit me up, news one at gmail.com, I'm on all the socials, you know where to find me, or the podcast, hopefully you're subscribed to the YouTube, it means a lot, helps out a lot, uh, thumbs up are great, all the stars for the reviews, all the comments are good, thank you so much for that, and yeah, so, um, hopefully I see you soon for some more good news, I love ya, Bye bye